0: Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spenceley Design Co. And I'm
1: Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com.
0: You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right,
1: now let's get into the show.
0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Off The Cut, episode 49. We're up in Toronto. Today is known as Tuesday, January 24th, 2023, but here in Ohio, today is respectfully dedicated to the food of the day, and Zach, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this one. Oh, no. Food of the day is beer. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: well you know i can only get so mad because i do love me a good beer
0: how is your dry january going
1: you know what it's been going it's been going very well it's been going very well i still going strong yeah yeah i haven't touched a drop of alcohol um yeah uh you know the shakes the shakes were pretty bad for the first two weeks (sighs) and then (laughs) Got the DTs, um, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. You know, one thing that I realized about booze, it's like, you know, you, even if you have like two or three drinks, I've, or at least I find this anyways, it screws with my my sleep a little mm. bit. Mm. Uh, so I've been feeling much more rested, especially on the weekends, you know, yeah. you like you go out with your friends, you have a couple cocktails, you, you come home at 1230 And then you wake up the next morning at 730. It's like you don't get the best night's sleep when you do that. Right. And it kind of puts you at a disadvantage for the rest of the week. You're already starting the week with a sleep deficit. Um, So I've been finding, yeah, feeling a little bit more better rested. I I guess that would be the way to put it.
0: So when you say that you feel like it messes with your sleep, do you feel like you like wake up a lot through the night or do you wake up in the morning and be like, "Ah, I just don't feel like well rested?
1: Yeah, more the second one, but definitely like I, I do find that I will I'll, I'll be more prone to waking up in the middle of the night hmm. if I've had a couple drinks, but more so just the feeling of waking up in the morning, and be like, I didn't get a great night's sleep last night.
0: Uh, you no, know, I yeah. I definitely echo that. I feel I feel the same way a lot of times.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. It's just it, I, I think it's I. Pretty scientifically proven that drinking alcohol is not good for your sleep health.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you're consuming a controlled amount of poison. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's so true. It's so true.
0: uh, Like, of course. I mean, I don't know. What I hate in this, I've definitely noticed this as I've gotten older. I mean, hell, I'm 30 now. Practically dead. I know. Yeah, yeah. Is... I can like literally have, I don't know, say like tonight when Miranda gets home, if we're like, hey, do you want to have a glass of wine and just, you know, chat for a little bit and then, you know, go to bed or, you know, like an hour and a half or so later. Dude, if I have like one drink and then go to bed and I didn't have some like water or some food to go with it, I will wake up in the morning and feel hungover. And I had one drink.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a full hangover, like, oh, my God, my head is pounding. But it's like, I don't feel it, good. Yeah, I don't feel good. I just don't feel that, like, crisp, full night sleep right. feeling.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. But my hack to that mm-hmm. is you always drink a Pedialyte or a liquid right. IV or Gatorade.
1: Yes. Yes, got I've to. heard this before. You got to, man. The, the problem with me, though, is that I don't keep any of that stuff in the house. Oh, you have to. I know, I know. It it requires thinking ahead, which I'm not good
0: at. Yeah, one of my buddies has got a Costco membership, so whenever he goes, I'm like, "Hey, pick me up like the 30 pack of like the little, the little uh, powder thingies that you mix in." Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I actually had one of those companies approach me on Instagram, like, "Hey, would you would you want to do a sponsored post?" It was like, uh, yeah, it was like a powder that you put in your drink, and it was like supposed to be a hangover cure. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, probably not for me. No. I was like, I was interested in trying it, but I was like, do I really want to make my Instagram page like into an advertisement for?
0: <laughs> I mean, for the right price. For
1: the right price. For the, that's true. That's true. I mean, I always say, you know, you know me. I always say, if they drive a dump truck up of money up to my front door, I'm willing to do almost anything. But- <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. I mean, we have no morals. If you're gonna pay me well, <laughs> exactly. I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that. Uh, a lot of times, like, those brands will reach out and they're like, we'll give you, like, a case of this stuff in exchange for a post. And you're like, and how much money? And they're yeah. like, well, no, well, you know, we're going to... The, 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 the product's valued at $60. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Great. Yeah. Answering it's this not... email wasn't worth $60. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny. I was, like, when I was... I don't know, my early 20s, I had a friend who was a pretty good skateboarder. Okay. And he was like, dude, I just got sponsored by PBR. And- really? Was his name <laughs> <Yeah>. Tony? <laughs> no. <laughs> but so and and I was like, oh, was like, oh man, that's so cool. And I was like, so what's the deal? Di- like, how does the sponsorship work? He was like, well, basically, they send me a free case of PBR every once in a while. <laughs> Like, in exchange
0: oh. for what just him like wearing pbr uh, stuff all the time
1: i don't know that's a good question i'm not sure what the exchange at the other side was i think okay. maybe just to have him be seen drinking it i don't know i mean for them like what's a case of a uh, product cost at at you know the manufacturer cost probably like a three dollar case oh,
0: right or yeah i was gonna say like five oh, bucks yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's, but yeah that's, classic and he he was pumped on it so it's like you know if you get people at different stages in their life when you're a broke college student if somebody's like hey i'll give you a free case of product if you promote this on instagram you might be like yeah sure i'll go for
0: that can you imagine you being 20 years old and mm-hmm. somebody offering you free alcohol uh, oh, man. <laughs> you yeah. hit the jackpot exactly right. exactly
1: could you imagine if you had started your Instagram or YouTube career like right out of high school?
0: No. <laughs> I can't.
1: I, I Honestly, it would have been a completely different life. But that being said, you know, when I was in university, YouTube was like a relatively new thing. And yeah. I don't think there were a lot of people really making any money on YouTube. So it's interesting. Like we are kind of late comers to the scene. But we've also entered it when it's a much more mature industry, and there's more opportunity yeah. to like monetize your channel and stuff. So unlucky in some ways that we didn't do it sooner, but also lucky in other ways that there are the opportunities there are now.
0: No, I 100% agree. I think it's, I think it's interesting when you look at creators in a specific area, like let's just say mm-hmm. like woodworking, DIY, whatever you want to call it, like a maker space. Yeah. There seems to be these, like, distinct classes. And what I mean by classes is, like, the same as, like, a a class in school. So, like, you'd have, like, your people who started in 2012 or your people who started in 2016 or 2018. And it seems like most people stick around for a handful of years and then they're kind of over it.
1: That's interesting. Have you ever seen, like, have there ever been any makers that you follow who, like, kind of got out of it.
0: Yes, but I knew but now that you asked that question, I can't think of anyone specifically.
1: <laughs> Cause I'm trying to think of like some of the like, you know, quote unquote like OGs, like people who've been in it for a while. Okay. Like you have Mark the Wood Whisperer. He's probably like one of the old like yeah. first maker creators on uh on YouTube. Steve Ramsey. Like Steve Ramsey, yeah. I mean, they're both still, you know, well, okay, so I think a couple things happened. One, I think that early on on YouTube and Instagram and all these social medias, there weren't that many creators. So it was easier to uh a little bit easier to grow and to get a big audience. You didn't yeah. have to have the highest quality content. But now it's a much more competitive market. So I think some of these guys and no disrespect to them, they're you know fantastic creators and yeah. fantastic makers but they might not be seeing the same growth that they used to see back in the day and or, or even the same views and the same engagement that they used to see because the space is so much more creative competitive. Yeah. So I think it can be, I I think it can be disincentivizing you to keep focusing on the platform the product and all that stuff.
0: Right. I think that's a very valid argument and, I think the way I see it is I think everybody is guilty of this, right? Let's, for example, right now, uh, doing these stupid titles and thumbnails works fantastic for me. But there will be a time where that no longer works. Yeah. And I think that people struggle with a platform when the platform makes changes but they're unwilling to adapt to those changes.
1: Yes, 100%. 100%. And I think that separates the people and I'm I'm don't get me wrong, I'm very guilty of this myself. You're like Likewise. You're like, "Damn algorithm, like it's not giving me right. the love I'm supposed to get, but it's but it's like, well, I don't know, are you Are you in it for the long haul? Do you want to are you willing to play the game in order to succeed or are you just going to bash your head against the wall and keep doing the thing that you want to do, even if it's not particularly successful?
0: And I think that you can bring that exact same thought or mental conundrum. Take it out of the social media space. Talk about like just running your business in general. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, yeah. like how many like have you had stuff with your with uh, the business with your dad? Where like you guys are trying to do something and then you're just like, man, we we can't like this isn't working. Like we have yeah. to change something.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. It's it's actually kind of refreshing when things don't work uh-huh. in a weird way because it's like okay, now I need I know that I need to now pivot and adapt mm-hmm. my strategy
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. Uh, Yeah. So I think I think for anybody in any sort of business, being able being flexible like that and being able to pivot is what separates people like the, you know, people who see long term success versus just, you know, flash in the pan success for a little bit. Right. right? Yeah.
0: I think one of the things I've noticed recently is I'm almost kind of and this sounds weird when I say it. I'm kind of excited to see myself fail at something because yeah. it means now I'm going to have to change up my just like daily grind of these things that I do and try something new. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's scary. It's, mm-hmm. But it exciting. Is very scary.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right on the edge of being comfortable, right? You're like, well, you're out of your comfort zone. Right. Essentially. Right. Yeah. So, But that's how you find new things that work, too, is like you have to get a little bit outside your comfort zone and try new things. And then you hit on something you're like, oh, that that one really works. So now I have to, like, kind of chase that a little yeah. bit. Yeah.
0: And that's kind of how I feel about, like, my channel was struggling like crazy. And I was like, I got to do something different. And I was like, yeah. I spent those two weeks just painstakingly going and updating all these titles and thumbnails. And then, yeah. boom, yeah. thing blows up.
1: And that's but and uh, and like you're saying, like, there's probably going to come a time when titles and thumbnails like that don't work. Right. And But then and then this is why we always say, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs in social media. Mm-hmm. But you're at least mentally prepared for that. Like you can see in advance, you're like, this this is good for now and I'm going to keep doing right. it and it's it's successful for me. But you have to be prepared to pivot in the future.
0: Right. 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 And so, I mean, I'm sure you guys felt the same thing with like you and your dad with the business during the COVID times. I'm sure you guys probably raised your prices up and you're like, oh, this. Right. You're like, this is phenomenal. But you guys have been in that space long enough and you're intelligent enough to know that is not going to last forever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right?
1: Yeah. And and you're already like speaking of the construction world, like we're already seeing a a major slowdown. Yeah um in construction starts like there's just not as much business as there was a year ago which is crazy to think about like now that the world's reopened but right yeah
0: yeah so like i'm curious to know from like your business standpoint what do you guys do when you start to see a slowdown in like customers wanting to you know get work done
1: honestly it's been we it's been like a decade of very steady work for us. That's great because, though. yeah, because, because we're a small team and we book far out in the future. Mm. It's it's not as variable, right? Like okay. it's not a high volume business. We have like one or two clients a year, right? Yeah. So it's we're insulated to a certain degree, um, and honestly. <laughs> this is me selfishly when the main business gets slow i'm like oh yeah now i got some time to work on my other right. business <laughs> so i'm probably the worst person in the world to ask that question to. because
0: <laughs> you're like but, you you're know, like, yeah fair enough time to go to the woodworking stuff
1: exactly right like i had a couple of slow months at the beginning of this year i was like okay well it's time to knock out some projects of my own right um but that's you know i don't know i think Theoretically, like, if we were to see a prolonged period of, uh, n- like, no business, well, then you start looking for other avenues. You would start right. experimenting and start trying new things, right?
0: Yeah, like, it's like okay, do you guys get into building furniture for people or something? Like,
1: exactly. Or do you switch up the advertising method? You'd start sending out mailers, like, right. all these little things.
0: So, It's, I think, the key to being success at any business venture Is like not being afraid to try something new that's unknown.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard. Which is hard. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I also think it'd be boring. Like if I do just rinse and repeat the same thing over and over and over, I'm going to get tired of it.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: I kind of like going into like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but this is kind of fun to give it a shot. Right.
1: Yeah, well, that's the fun thing about making YouTube videos, too, is like even if you like established a cookie cutter YouTube video formula that worked really well for you, there's so many ways that you can play around within that format. Yeah, like you're like, I do projects videos. It's like, okay, I'm tired of woodworking. I'm going to try some metalworking. I'm going to use the same video format, but I'm going to try this new medium. Or I'm going to keep doing woodworking projects, but I'm going to change the video format. Sure. So there's like infinite ways that you can kind of mess around and have fun.
0: That was one of the biggest pieces of advice I got from people when I was looking to start my business is Mm. is when I was trying to come up with a name, right? I was like, well, I want to do woodworking. It should be like Eric's... Woodworking something or other, rustic creations or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who, I forget who I was talking to, but I had multiple people who were like, do not pick a name that like shoehorns you into one specific thing. Pick yeah. something that's broad, but still targeted.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, it's good advice
0: if I want to get in to start like filming like renovation content or like, here's how to redo a bathroom or whatever, like it's it still works design. with still the works. name, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Cause I see so yeah. many people go with like Todd's pallet furniture and you're like, Dude, yeah, let's not do the pallets anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was actually thinking like I have all these electronic projects that I want to do. Um, and I was like, I was like, "Damn, did I like? Should I have called my channel Zach Electronics or Zach Tinkers or something like that?" You know, like
0: building stuff.
1: I know I'm still building things. It's like, yeah, it's it's kind of a a stupid thought experiment, but it was it was where my head went while I was driving the other day.
0: And I think it's it's a I think your channel is a really interesting combination of of two of your interests. That you don't see a lot of people tackle together. Like you'll have yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of channels that will go all in on the tech stuff, but they're not really building stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you have people like me, where I don't really incorporate tech stuff because it's yeah. I I just don't know a lot about it. Yeah, I think it's an interesting Sp- crossover.
1: Speaking of, uh, I know you've uh, I know you want to do LEDs underneath your vanity. Uh, your hypothetical vanity. So yeah. I've been looking, recently I've been looking at um, these LED control boards. So you know how you get like LED strip lights? Yeah, just yeah. like you get them in a big roll. I've been looking at this, it's like a $5 control board that you can wire up to your LEDs and it allows you to like control them with your, you know, Amazon Alexa or your Google Home or your phone or all these things. So it's almost so kind it's of like a set. like a
0: hub kind of thing exactly, if you, if you want simply speaking
1: exactly but it's completely open source it's like a little five dollar board all you have to do is solder three wires together it's, it's like oh that's a neat little product so i'll probably do a video on that that's at some neat. point but i thought it would be good for you and, yeah
0: uh, yeah because i would want the want. ability to like customize like what the lights do so maybe like during a specific time of day they're maybe brighter and at night they're like dim but if it senses motion then it comes on or something i don't know
1: yeah totally all that you there was there's so many different things you could do with it you could even do effects where it's like you probably wouldn't want to do this for a vanity light but you can make them like cascade you can make them change color so you could even do a thing where like during the day it's like a cool blue okay but then at night it switches to, or sorry a cool white mm-hmm. but then at night it switches to warm white
0: oh yeah that's neat that's a neat idea
1: yeah so just all these all these little things
0: now would that be more beneficial compared compared to one of the like phillips hue systems well, the
1: the advantage to this is that, A, it's cheaper. Um, uh, B, yeah. Philips Hue is, well, yeah, Philips Hue is, like, ridiculously expensive. And I say that as somebody who has got a room full of Philips Hue lights right now. Yeah. Um, it, It's cheaper. And it allows you, the nice thing about this is that it allows you to pick the LED strips that you want. So one of the biggest struggles I found with buying LED strips online is that you kind of get the controller and the strip in one, And people advertise so much around, like, the functionality of the light, and they don't really speak much to the quality of the light. Yeah. So you get these super cheap LEDs that look like garbage. None of them are consistent color either. And they're not a consistent color, and you don't know until you get the damn thing home and you plug it in. Mm -hmm. So the nice thing about this is, like, you can buy each component of it individually and you're like, okay, I want to spend money and get high quality LEDs. I will order these specific LEDs, then hook it up to my own control board.
0: So I like that. It's kind of, instead of going with like the all in one package, you're kind of single sourcing your components and building your own system.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So it's like truly DIY.
0: (laughs) I think that's a neat idea. I would be very interested to learn more about that
1: yeah yeah so I'm thinking if I have time I'll probably do uh, I'll order all the parts and do a video on it in uh, March or February Huh.
0: Yeah. I like it that's an interesting idea interesting yeah. idea well uh, what else have you been working on anything exciting anything crazy
1: um, nothing too crazy I got some fun stuff coming up I got the uh, my next retro game console coming out um, how'd
0: the Xbox one do I actually watched it the, the other day
1: Yeah, so I changed the title and the thumbnail on it, and now it's blowing up. So pretty happy about that. Yeah, so my new strategy is to come up with insulting thumbnail or insulting titles. Remember, I was telling you that my um, the one where I died the power tools. I just changed it to your tools are boring. Okay. And that that you know blew it up. And then so for the Xbox One, I started with uh, I can't remember what the title was. It was like. You know, my Xbox isn't like the other Xboxes or something silly like that. Hey, but silly and, titles um, work. So I changed it to your your Xbox is now obsolete.
0: Oh, <laughs> that was a good one, Zach. That was good. And yeah, that was good. Yeah, so
1: so I'm thinking for my next title uh, for my next video, I'm probably just going to call it like, hey, crap bag. Your penis is small and your wife is going to leave you. I love and it. I'm, expect- That's I'm expecting that to really blow up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or just title it "Your Mom,"
1: your mom, your mom, yeah. A,
0: that'll yeah, get people so,
1: going. Uh, yeah.
0: So, so what's going to uh, be different about the new retro console? Is it going to be like the PlayStation version?
1: No. So the, well, the one I have coming out—it'll probably be coming out this weekend—is like a, it's a mini PC, so it's like really small, okay. but it's super powerful. Um, so that'll kind of be the end of the everything console, because that's kind of like the highest. Uh, like you could possibly, it'll do every game console essentially.
0: So, like uh, the newest Xbox and PlayStation stuff, it'll do that one.
1: Th- those ones it won't do. So, yeah, because those they don't ones, have ones
0: emulators it for it, right?
1: Exactly, emulators do not exist for those systems yet. But once they do, I am confident that it will be able to do that.
0: Okay. So, what's the purpose of this mini PC? Is it to get all of your PC? things in a port small portable package
1: yeah so basically the concept was i wanted to take because i made that everything console mark 2 and it's pretty big so i wanted to redo that the the new one is like half the size and more powerful so it'll be much more compact on my media center it's cooler design it's a little bit more powerful so yeah
0: now with it being more powerful and smaller is it also substantially more expensive
1: Well, the the, the last one was free because my buddy gave me all the parts for it.
0: From Um, the work laptops, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So this one, it cost me the computer itself, like all the computer parts, probably about seven, eight hundred bucks. So it's not too bad. Yeah, it wasn't. It's not cheap, but it wasn't like, you know thousands upon thousands yeah you didn't of spend 10
0: grand on, on this video right
1: exactly exactly
0: so do you have the plans or ambition to potentially sell these or like give them to friends and family because you have what three now
1: yeah i think the old ones i will give away okay uh, because yeah, I literally don't need them. I was actually going to give one to a friend of mine, uh, cause his kids wanted it, but we haven't been able to link up and make oh, it happen. Perfect. And then I don't know what I'll do with the other one. Cause I kind of scavenged a bunch of parts out of it to make the new one. Uh, Classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I, Part of me just wants to like, keep them on a shelf in the background as kind of like props or something, but
0: we'll see. Like a, like a progression of like, here's idea one, here's two, here's three, here's four, and, like, look how much better. I think
1: exactly. That's yeah, and it's funny because I keep filming these videos and I keep going back and shooting little B-roll clips of the old ones because like the new one, it's like, oh, it's so much smaller than the old one. So I was like, okay, I need a bunch of shots where there are size comparisons. Right. So it's like, I don't want to I don't want to get rid of it and then need it for a future video, but we'll see. That's That's fair. That's fair. Esoteric concern.
0: Yeah, I mean, like if you don't have that B-roll clip, like, does it really matter?
1: (laughs) No, it doesn't at the end of the day. I'm sure you could
0: always pick another clip where like you're holding it in your hands and you'd be like, but look at look at my hands compared to this thing right
1: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no, that's a good point that's a good point point. and i also went the other day and i uh, met a guy off craigslist and i bought this phone uh so i'm gonna try and use this as a basis for a mobile retro game console oh
0: that's, that's interesting. Uh,
1: that's probably a that's a future project that's a that's pretty far away but i'm thinking i'm gonna try and open it up make a new custom cooling for it, see if I can wire together two batteries in parallel and make a little little mobile game console like a Nintendo Switch.
0: That, now see, I'm I'm all in on that. That sounds really yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, that's, that's gonna be a fun one. The high chance that I'm gonna break this thing. Uh, I got a screaming good deal on it though, because have you ever had this, do you know the scam where people will pr- purchase device insurance for a cell phone? So
0: like, okay. your tell me more.
1: carrier will charge you like ten bucks a month yeah. for insurance, and if you lose your phone, basically they give you a new phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a very common scam here where people will th- take their phone, mm-hmm. they will sell it, and then they will tell their carrier that they lost it.
0: Right on. I dig and it. And then
1: the ca- yeah, and then the <laughs> and then the carrier will. Blacklist the phone so that it's unable to connect to any networks in Canada. Really? Yeah, so this poor guy that I met up with, he was the victim of the scam. So he essentially had, like, a brand new phone that's, like, in mint condition, but it can't connect to any cell phone networks here in Canada.
0: So, like, he bought it from somebody on Craigslist or whatever, and they just got screwed over.
1: Exactly. So he's like, I'm going to sell it for, like, a quarter of what it's worth because it can't connect to a mobile network. And I was like, well, that's great for me because it's still got the screen. It's still got the processor. It still works perfectly.
0: Yeah. You don't need the cell connection.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the, so that's, that's why I don't feel that bad about risking potentially breaking this thing, doing the little operation on it.
0: Well, you know, if, if you do end up breaking it, you, it's title the video, something like I broke a, whatever, $1,500 phone or like, yeah, yeah, definitely something like that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Maybe somehow tie in a phone scam in there. Some I don't know. You can get creative.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely some some room to play in there. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What do you got going on?
0: Well, I am still in the midst of setting up the table working saw. Working on this effing table saw, dude. <laughs> So, did I did I tell you about how I got it? If the blade is all the way down. I can get it perfectly aligned with the miter slot. Okay. Okay. But then as I raise the blade up with the crank handle, it raises up, but then, like, turns. Oh, interesting. when the blade is perfectly aligned in the down position, you raise it up, and as Mm. you raise it up, it becomes further and further and further out of parallel.
1: Whoa, weird. Right. So... Is there even a way that you can calibrate for that? Like, is there something in the mechanism that raises it? That's maybe not. I'm trying to think, cause it's probably like some sort of rack and pinion system that right. moves it up and down. Right.
0: And so I literally took like, I, I posted on my, on my Patreon. I literally took the entire table off, like took everything off the table saw where it's literally okay. just like the steel cabinet. And the the blade mechanism, mm-hmm. it's actually it's kind of weird. It's right. It's like taking a game system apart, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I have checked every single bolt on there. I cannot find a mechanism that adjusts it.
1: Huh? But, I wonder. So is there what like a shim you could put somewhere like maybe like a different size washer or something?
0: I, I don't know. Yeah, and so I reached out to tough. Jeremy, which is the guy that uh, he runs the their marketing thing or whatever. Yeah. The hell. and he's like, so this was on like Wednesday, I think. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'll get like our lead engineer to reach out to you and like, okay, like I, I understand good. it's it's only Tuesday now. I haven't heard anything back. So yeah. then I also did like a like a customer service claim thing on their website to try to get somebody to contact me and i got a response back that was like oh wow yeah that's that's not good um (laughs) yeah we're definitely going to get you in touch with our lead engineer but i haven't heard anything back and like Mm. i get i get it but it's frustrating
1: it's tough when you get free tools because i mean free in air quotes um (laughs) because you don't want to raise too much of a stink like you don't want to be like this this thing you sent me isn't working right like i don't know it's it's if you buy something from a store and it doesn't work
0: you get to be a little bit of an
1: a-hole right you need to be like fix this like make it work but when it's like a partnership with a brand and they send you something it's i don't know something maybe it's just my personality but i don't want to be like hey hey jerk off like fix this for me yeah
0: no i get that and One of the, like the blade guard they sent was cracked. So I filled Mm -hmm. out a claim for that and they sent it to me the next day. So like, oh, wow. It's not that their customer service is completely inept. I think they're truly kind of stumped on this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if something happened
0: in shipping. Like, is it? That's the only thing I can imagine.
1: Is there a potential that like it dropped and, you know, like maybe the the guy dropped the pallet jack or something and.
0: Yeah. uh, but so How like, do they
1: ship it? Is it, like, secured? Like, I know when you buy a washing machine, the drum inside the washing machine is actually screwed in place. And before you ever use it, you have to take these two big giant lag screws out of it. Right. So that the drum doesn't vibrate around while it gets shipped. Is it like that with the table saw?
0: Correct. It had a shipping brace on it. Oh, huh. crazy. Right. And so, and I, I should also clarify, when I say it's out of parallel, I'm not, like, Oh, it's a couple thousandths of an inch. It's yeah. almost an eighth inch out of parallel. When, Whoa. Okay, right. that,
1: that was going to be my follow-up question. Because I know you were, like, really fussing over, like, a human hair thickness. Right,
0: right, right. Before. So, like, <laughs> then that's the thing. Like, I was like, oh, okay, I got it dialed in. Per, Well, I actually had the ra- blade raised all the way up. Got it dialed in within, like, one thousandth of an inch. I was like, yeah. money. Then I lowered the blade and I just looked at it. And I was like, huh? Uh, It's like, this doesn't look right. So then I brought out my like woodpecker's dial indicator thingy. And I was like, this moved in almost an eighth of an inch.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Like, Uh, yeah, dude, I I don't know. Is... Have you tried, like, rotating the blade? Like, is it, like, the ar- is the arbor twisted?
0: I've tried that. Um,
1: and it stays consistent? Like, when you rotate the blade, yeah? it stays consistent. So it's definitely the carrier that's shifted, right.
0: huh? And if you put the dial indicator on the blade as you lower it, you can literally see it move.
1: Watch it happen? Wow, yeah. crazy. I don't know
0: what it is. And, like, yeah. like I feel kind of like a dick. But I like if I haven't heard anything by like Thursday, I'm gonna be like, hey guys, like Yeah. Can you can you give me an update? Like at least tell me like, hey, like we're having a team of people review it. Like that's that's fine. I just yeah, I would I'd like to have an update.
1: Well, but also like the the table saw, it's not really like a tool you can be without for too long, right? Right. <laughs> I guess I guess in the interim, you could calibrate it.
0: And just never move the blade,
1: and and like you could just set it at its maximum height, right?
0: Yeah, I'd probably honestly, I'd probably do it about like an inch and a quarter, inch and a half high, because that would cover just about anything that you would use. But
1: well, what about that two inch? You got that eight quarter material running through? You got to do another dining table.
0: I'm not building anything like that (laughs) anytime
1: soon. Oh, I I haven't told you, but um, speaking of building dining tables, Sophie and I are moving in March.
0: Oh. Uh,
1: so we got a new place and I'm going to definitely be needing to build a dining table pretty soon. Okay. So I might, I might hit you up for some tips and ideas. You better get that video published.
0: I have no idea when that video is coming out. (laughs) I'm still down to like the wire. I told you, well, this is actually quite a predicament that I got myself. I'm going to save this predicament for the after show. Okay. Um, Okay. Yeah. To, to briefly summarize I got paid for something that I didn't do, oh, and I have no intention of doing. <laughs> 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 I got the I got the email alert today, and I was like, "Why did this person pay me?" Hmm. No. <laughs> okay. But we'll talk more about that in the after show. Um, okay.
1: Cause yeah, I've got, I've got some questions on that front. I got some questions.
0: As sure. do I. As do I, but no the the dining room tables video's done, mm-hmm. just waiting for it to come out. I I don't know when it's gonna come out, and like we're in this like lull where like our lease is gonna end here in like September August or September, and it's just like, well, do we get like a six month lease? Do we just like move? But then we'd want to get a house shortly after that. So like ugh, we do. We're not really sure what we want to do.
1: How how do uh, leases work down? Do you have to sign for because the way it works here is you do a year for like when you first move into place, you do a year. Mm -hmm. And then basically that just becomes a month to month
0: oh uh, relationship after that. Ours are different. Like depending on how long you renew your lease for. Mm. they'll typically be different rates. So like a month to month is typically the most expensive. But like if you would huh. sign an additional 12 months, then you can get you- like a, a substantially lower rate.
1: Oh, interesting. Is that like uh, an Ohio thing? I've never heard of that before.
0: Uh, it's been every apartment that I've ever seen.
1: Really? But it
0: could just be a coincidence of the uh, apartments that I've been to. Huh.
1: Yeah, because the way it works here in Toronto, anyways, is it's just like flat monthly, like monthly rate. You do a year up front and then it just automatically converts to month to month after that. And it's, you know, do they have the ability to
0: to change your rate or be like, let's hypothetically say, Zach, you've been at this place for 18 years.
1: Yes. Uh, So if you're it depends, most places are automatically rent controlled So if you stay in the same place, the most they can raise it every year is some fixed number by the government, which is usually tied to inflation. So, you know, it's usually like two, three percent a year or something like that. Sure. Okay. Uh, However, any building built after 2018 in Toronto is not rent controlled, so they can just put it up to. It's in one year increments, but they can just put it up to whatever they want at the end of a year.
0: Huh. Interesting.
1: Yeah,
0: well, we do, you know, the there are also some people who are in huge favor of charging exorbitant amounts of money for rent. There are new patrons
1: oh, Our new patrons. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's it's a good thing that they're taking some of their proceeds from their rental income and giving it to yeah. us.
0: That was a really bad <laughs> segue, but I was you like, sure was. we're 40 minutes in. I almost forgot about the patrons. So, yeah, uh, new this week, we got an Odie's oil fan. Adam McKeon,
1: nice. Adam,
0: I hope you don't actually use Odie's oil because mm-hmm. I don't know about that. And an apprentice, Lonnie oh. Miller. Oh, nice. That's second. I female like that patron. name. I believe so.
1: Actually, you know what? There, I've met a couple Lonnie's that are guys too. So it's a nice name, I think though. It is a nice name. It is a nice name.
0: And then we've got our returning top tier patrons. We got Luke Schmidt, Derek oh, yeah. Jennings at Pecan Designs. Was that, a, that was a very f- womanly Whoo!
1: <laughs> I was trying to do a little celebration for each individual one, but now you made me oh, self-conscious about it. No, so no, no. i no. am pause after rest. each person.
0: <laughs> Corey Duvall. Whoa. And I don't know. This is asinine. I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was uncomfortable. That was insulting to all people groups. <laughs> and Jason Price, uh, Priceless Designs. He's back.
1: He's back, baby.
0: Yeah, after a few months, uh, he was in a little trouble with the IRS, but he's back.
1: Mm, classic Jason.
0: Yeah, he was messing around <laughs> with the IRS. He got caught, so but he's back. <laughs> um, and we also have Scott Eastman at E.C.'s Woodshop. Sure do. And, of course, the Power copper, formerly known Formally as Wes. Formerly known as Wes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... If you want to be a patron, you support the show, get your name announced and butchered on the show. We make fun of you uh, and you get access to the after show. You can go to patreon.com slash off to cut podcast. That's
1: right. That's, all that's got right. Hey, mm. <laughs> okay. right. Yeah, we didn't make it a while before we got to the patrons, but that's okay. That's I okay.
0: people guessing. Which, by the way, Mark Alms, if you're listening, um, I noticed that on the after show last episode... He had a voice question. Mm-hmm. Two-parter. We never answered the second half.
1: Yeah, I realized <laughs> that as soon as we, as soon as we like hung up the call, I was like, oh, we never answered the second part of Mark's question.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we'll get to that in the after show. And we also got another patron question, which by the way, nice. patron, send in your questions. We got, that's what the yeah. after show is for. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. and the, well, and the main show too, hypothetically, if yeah, we'd ever yeah. stop yapping about what we're building.
0: You know, Speaking of building, Mm you asked me what I've been building. Yeah. I'm ashamed to admit it, Zach. I did the biggest woodworking faux pas of all time, and people are going to hate me for this.
1: Oh, God, that's clickbait right there.
0: Yeah. Oh, that should have been the tease for the after show.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, eh, I'll let the main show people. I'll let the freeloaders have this one. Um (laughs) I went to Ikea Ooh. last week and yeah. bought something.
1: Oh, you bought something. Excellent. So Sophie and I actually went to Ikea, too.
0: To get the meatballs?
1: But yeah, yeah. Well, no, I get the 50 cent hot dog. Mm. But, um, but it. well, it was two things. One, the new place that we're moving into doesn't have a lot of closets. So I was like, I need some, like... Cheapish storage units that I can just whack up. You know, it's Ayo. like, it's not going to be forever, but I just need some places to put stuff. Ayo. And then also I was like, just walk around with my camera like, oh yeah, I kind of like the design of that. Oh yeah, I kind of like the design of that. Like just getting a little bit of inspiration. True. Didn't actually buy any. I didn't commit the cardinal sin and actually buy anything
0: though. Oh, I did buy something. What did you get? But, so I think Wes Willard, power cocker, formerly known as Wes, is going to be upset oh. with me couch i bought a couch
1: nice i could i could
0: have built one and had him uh upholster it for me and everything like that yeah would have been way out of my budget though
1: well here's the crazy thing about couches like couches didn't used to be this expensive but they've just gone nuts since COVID. yeah yeah like sophie was like sophie wants to get a new couch and she was showing me couches it was like four thousand dollars for a couch and it was like nothing special right yeah, and I was like, I'm not paying four thousand dollars for. A kid. What do you think I made a money? That's, right. that's ridiculous.
0: Absolutely, and so it's just my. Um, I guess the couch that we had is oh, when my when my good friend moved from uh, Northern Ohio down here, he was like, ah, I got to move into an apartment real quick until I like find a house or whatever. So he was <laughs> like, dude, I have three couches and I don't have room <laughs> for these, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, I can babysit one for you. So, like, we've been babysitting his couch for the last year. Well, he just bought a house, um, uh, like, uh, last week. And so Mm -hmm. he's like, well, I need the couch back. So I was like, yeah, dude, of course, it's your couch. And so we're like, what are we going to do without this couch? So we also aren't going to be in this apartment for a substantially long period of time. And I was like, I don't want to buy, like, a real nice couch then have to move it, bang it all up, rip it yeah. while we're moving. Like, yeah, I'll just get something cheap.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's a it's a good play. I actually have uh, behind me here. I've got a little office couch.
0: Oh yeah, Ugh. it's a beauty.
1: Yeah, bought it. Uh, that's a Craigslist find. Two hundred and fifty bucks. Bought it from a couple moving out of town, and uh, Bing has promptly destroyed it. So that's. Uh, I don't know what material you got for your couch, but. That's a big consideration for me with future couches. It's like can the cat get her claws into it and destroy
0: Ooh, it? Oh yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So far, no issues with the cat. But I put the scratching post right next to it. And yeah. she just seems like she goes to the scratching post and she's good.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. My cat destroyed this other couch that we had back in the day. This is a project I've never gotten around to actually doing, but uh I took one of the cases from it like you know like the big like backrest pillow mm-hmm. is probably you know three feet wide foot and a half high so I just we eventually tossed the couch but I kept the case so I was like I'm gonna make this case into a scratching post for her because she loved to claw it so much
0: okay I dig yeah. it. it works yeah. well she likes it
1: I, I n- never actually got around to doing it
0: <laughs> fair fair but, fair
1: but kept the case I still have the case I found it in the closet the other day I was like oh yeah I was gonna do something with this <laughs>
0: Are you a classic hoarder hold on to a bunch of stuff? You're like, well, yeah, I thought about making a video out of this.
1: Yeah, definitely. But now that we're getting ready to move, I've been doing the most satisfying thing in the world, which is going around the house and just filling up garbage bags. Full of, don't need this. Don't need this. Don't need this. Yeah. Yeah. I out of my office. My office is not big. It's like 100 square feet. Yeah. I threw out three garbage bags worth of stuff. Oh, yeah. The other day and uh, did the same thing, like went into my closet, any clothes I hadn't worn in a couple of years, like that's going to Goodwill.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. dig it. Well, actually, I want to touch, touch back on that. But the reason that I brought up the Ikea thing, listen to mm-hmm. this, yes. right? Okay. So if you're buying a couch, it's obviously going to be massive, right? Yeah. And this is just like, you know, like a three seater couch is what? I don't know, like six and a six or seven feet long and you know, like something like that. So I have a Honda civic. I'm not getting this couch in Uh, the civic. I was
1: going to say, did you, (laughs) you didn't get in the civic truck.
0: So I was thinking I'm going to drive down to my mom's house, Mm -hmm. get her car, Mm -hmm. drive back up to Ikea. Then, drop the couch off at my house, then drive back to her house to drop her car off, and then pick my car back up and then drive back to my house. And I was like, that's going to be minimum a two a to day. three hour exchange. It's a day. Easy, right? <laughs> so then I was like, Ugh, hey, I'm going to do this. But I'm first going to go on Ikea.com and I'm going to buy this sofa for like an in-store huh. pickup. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't do this whole rigmarole and then find out they don't have it. Yeah. Well, right next to the in store pickup button, they had the delivery button. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, they're going to just bend me over a barrel for this, right? $39 for delivery. Easiest $39 you'll ever spend in your time. I literally laughed and I was like, why would I not do that?
1: Yeah. That's such a, yeah, that's one of those so, so easy.
0: (laughs) I'm losing money going to the store to pick that up.
1: You'd spend more on gas going there and back.
0: Right. And I value my time way more than that. Yes.
1: I'm curious to hear what kind of car your mom has, though, that would would allow you to get a couch into it.
0: Well, keep in mind it's Ikea, so like it comes in pieces and then you bolt it together. She's got the... I think like a Volvo XC90 or something. One of those. Okay,
1: so like a state. Well, no, it's an SUV, but yeah, it's like got the, yeah, yeah,
0: like Trump. the mid, It's like a CRV, gotcha, Toyota gotcha. Highlander kind of gotcha. size. Okay, like okay. Mid, I, I was
1: wondering large. if your mom was driving like a big F off F350 or something. Oh,
0: that would be hilarious. <laughs> See my mom in a in a 350. <laughs> no, but like, are you? I, People need to value their time more. Like if you if you go online and you're going to buy something that's going to be this huge issue to get to your home and it's thirty nine dollars to get it delivered. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's funny. Yeah, because I'm I'm the cheapest person in the world. Likewise. But when it comes to saving time, like the other day, like I ordered it was like one single part for a project Right. And it was like a $40 part and shipping on it was 30 bucks. I know it's, it hurt, but it was, and it's also a place that's in the city. And I was like, I was like, ah, it's like 45 minutes to get there. It's 45 minutes back plus gas. I was like, it sucks, but I'm going to pay the $30 for shipping. Cause it makes way more sense to do that right. versus me going out there and picking it up in person.
0: Absolutely. I've gotten to the point where, like, I value my time so much that I'm willing to spend a couple bucks on something that saves me a tremendous amount of time.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: <sighs> I can't get that Especially back.
1: when it's, like, a full day like that, right? Or, you know, half day or whatever it is. It it would be a full day, realistically.
0: And, like, so imagine you're, you know, you're driving to the store in the city and then there's some BS traffic jam.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I was going hey, to my they, parents' house, uh, what over this weekend to get to dinner, and I was I called my dad. I was like, "Hey, I'm on my way over, dude." We got stuck on the highway for an hour and a half. Literally didn't move. Oh,
1: oh, that's brutal. And he
0: lives like 20 minutes away.
1: Have you ever been in one of those traffic jams where it's so bad that people just start getting out of their cars and wandering
0: around? That's what people were doing. People were yeah. parked on the dry, on the highway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've, I remember once I was going to my grandparents or something. I was pretty young at the time, but there was such a bad traffic jam that people got out of their cars and were starting to play Frisbee in like the median that's between awesome. the roads.
0: That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. God, that's bad. You know, I got I got this that popped up the other day and I wanted to ask you if you had gotten mm-hmm. this. Um, let me pull it up. So I was on Instagram. And you know how you get these random pop-ups on like the top of your screen like that?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Ooh. So this one, that, did you see do what got, it said?
1: Uh, Something about a, a meta expert, right? Yeah.
0: So I got this pop-up and it says, speak with a meta media expert. Connect with your meta media expert to get free strategic guidance and recommendations oh. to help you reach your goals.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So then you go on there and it's, then it looks like this. It's like your classic Facebook page, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I um I ended up signing up for it. Haven't heard anything. It says, uh, exciting news. We've been noticing all the effort you've been you've been investing into your content strategy for our platforms. You have the opportunity to be to be connected directly with one of our media experts to receive dedicated support through. St- strategic guidance and recommendations of how to grow your uh-huh. creator presence. Fill out the form below so that the media expert can connect with you via email to schedule an introductory call. So I signed up, haven't heard anything. Yeah.
1: I'm curious to hear how that goes for you. I mean, it sounds like they heard your, uh, they watched your video about how you lost half your business. they like, damn, we better reach out to this guy directly.
0: But you know what I'm going to ask when I'm on the thing is I'm going to say, why the hell did you demonetize my Facebook saying that <laughs> I'm not providing original content when the only thing I've uploaded is my videos?
1: They'll be like, oh, it's a software glitch. We're sorry.
0: Right. Oopsies. So sorry. Like so- <laughs> that, that drives me nuts, man. Like, yeah. The whole Facebook, Instagram thing is such a nightmare.
1: It really is, dude. My I cannot keep the two of them linked. My Facebook and my Instagram.
0: Oh, it like doesn't every, surprise me.
1: I I try and like I do it. I set it all up. It works for like a week, and then they disconnect. Right. And it's and it's like okay, well, I guess all the people who follow me on Facebook just aren't
0: going to get any updates because that's all right. Your gr- grandparents are they're doing okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. Grandparents
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. and random aunts and uncles you never talk to.
1: They're fine. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. I. I don't, it's, I'm so over the Instagram thing. Like I th- dude, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I think it's dying. I think it's going to be dead. Yeah. And then no it's, two. uh,
1: it really doesn't seem, I don't know. It just, it's the juice doesn't seem to be worth the squeeze on Instagram anymore.
0: When's so. the last time you've gotten a paid partnership on Instagram?
1: probably the, the infinity ones so It was like back in october or something
0: so like you that know, was six like months or something
1: yeah something like that right something like that i i got it i got an email from a company today kind of like asking for metrics for instagram like what do like- your posts normally get and i was like I was like, here you go. Like, here are the stats. But, like, here are my YouTube stats that are, like, 10x, right, right. 20x. I was like, you know, if you're looking to do an ad spend, like, your money might be better spent there.
0: Right, right. I've gotten a couple people just, like, kicking tires about Instagram stuff. And then you just never hear back from them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard because, like, on on YouTube, you have this big project, You have this like, you know, big narrative, the project, you got a video. People are willing to sit through like a 30 to one minute ad because they want to see the rest of the content. Right. It's like the way commercials work in a normal TV show. You have a little commercial break. But on Instagram, it's like you have to make the whole thing dedicated to the ad.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, which
1: nobody like nobody wants to like no, nobody sits down to the TV and they're like, hey, let me put on the commercials and watch the commercials for a little bit.
0: <laughs> no. So, so
1: it's it's just hard to like actually attach, you know, like, I don't know. It's It's hard to have fun with it and make it like meaningful for the audience on right. Instagram because it's so short. So you basically just have to talk about the product the whole time or whatever it is they want you to sell. Right. And it, there's just not much value there for the end user.
0: And then they'd be like, well, what was your, what was your conversion on this Instagram like, ad? Be like, I have no effing idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. Oh, a, I have no idea. And B, I assure you it wasn't great.
0: <laughs> I assure you it was way under a tenth of 1%. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. That's,
0: I don't know. It's, it's becoming more and more, I'm finding it's becoming more and more difficult in our space to prop to monetize instagram right now
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: for sure because it used to be sponsors like were like hotcakes out there you're just like what do you want this one and this one and this one and this one and
1: and i think you know uh, yeah that like probably like a a year ago maybe two years ago was kind of like the heyday for that stuff oh yeah But then I think this last year, like, you know, everybody came in with these big ad spends and then they just didn't see the results that they were really expecting. Yeah. And so it's kind of caused them to be like, "Eh, maybe we'll look somewhere else.
0: Right. I actually, I talked to Paige from uh, whatever the hell agency runs the Pony Organson thing. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, hey, uh, Pony dropped us. Oh, really? So Pony dropped them as their agency? agency. So she's mm-hmm, like, hey, mm-hmm. no hard feelings with you. She's like, you're great. She's like, you're on my yeah. list of you know brands to to you know bring in the fold in the future. But she's like, uh they dropped us and doesn't look like they have any interest in doing any more Instagram stuff. Oh wow. So it's like a I mean, big brand that's been doing that for years and years and years is saying we're out. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're probably not
1: seeing the return on it that they used to see, right? So right. it kind of makes sense, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I like if you were one of these big tool companies, like, what would your Instagram strategy be? Like, uh,
0: from a creator's standpoint, I like the just uh, no requirements on either end. Mm-hmm. Just we'll send you the stuff, and just natural integration i will take that any day over a hard sales pitch
1: here yeah exactly if i was if i was pony jorgensen i would make a list of like a hundred people or whatever like good create creators that i think do quality work and i would say send us a list of tools that you would like and then you know like can you guarantee us that like the tool will appear once a month on your feed or something like that.
0: No need to tag us. No need to do all this stuff. Just like clamps. Okay. How often do you see clamps in my stuff? All the time. Yeah. But I do need to, do I need to do a hard sales pitch? No, but like.
1: Exactly. It's the same thing with you and DeWalt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. People see your videos
0: and they're like, Zach uses DeWalt tools.
1: And that's like the best form of promotion. I think it's not like, it's just like this passive thing. It's like the, it's just the tool that I'm using. Right. Right. And it's, there's like, I've never done like a hard sales pitch. Like, Hey, you gotta buy this. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I, that's, that's how I would structure it if I were a tool company and like, you know, like get a little creative about it. Like, remember that, uh, the, the video you did a while ago where you put up the sign that said, your ad here, <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, something like that's not a bad idea. Like, if Pony Jorgensen was like, hey, we'll give you a thousand bucks to put this like plaque up in your shop He's and like, then just like anytime okay. the camera happens to pan over it, it happens to pan over it.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Honestly, if a brain were like, hey, we'll give you a thousand dollars to put our logo in the background of your shop. Well, if it was some, you know, yeah, yeah, Bill's yeah, yeah. Jerky, probably no. But like if it was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I mean, I use pony clamps all the time. Sure.
1: Yeah. You know what we should do? We should be like the NASCAR guys where we like stitch the patches oh, onto her jacket.
0: That'd be awesome. Well, I got, I got my Festool shirt on now. Does that count?
1: Yeah, that counts. That counts. Are they paying you for that?
0: Oh, uh, no. I should, I should <laughs> message them. I'm, send them an invoice and be like, well, you know, you were on the Off to Cut podcast. You yeah, have a, you a nice lapel uh, mm-hmm. logo placement for the entire episode. Mm-hmm. and they're like well mm-hmm. oh, how many mm-hmm. viewers how many listeners do you get and you're just like ha never <laughs> mind
1: they are very engaged that's what you need to know
0: they're extremely engaged but i guess we let's hit them with uh with a call to, like that's a fancy term call to action when we're not even at the end of the show
1: yes the send only, us your damn questions send
0: us your damn <laughs> questions voice notes preferably scroll down the yes. bottom of the description thing In yeah you yeah, send them in if you need help mark alms He'll tell you how to do it.
1: Yeah, he'll walk you through it. Yeah, just hit up Mark Alms on Instagram. Yeah,
0: anywhere. We'll give yeah. him. I'll give. I'll send everybody out his address. So if you just want to Perfect. walk to his house and, you know, knock on his door asking for help, he'll help you out. But yeah, tell people about the podcast. Send the podcast to other people. That's the only way we grow the damn thing.
1: It would be nice. It would be very nice if everybody told a couple friends.
0: And if we get this thing bigger, then people actually want to be a guest on this damn show.
1: That's true. Right now, we're really have to we're really having to coerce people.
0: I actually got invited to be a guest on a podcast.
1: Oh yeah, you were telling me about With that. With
0: all due respect, this is not meant to be a slam. I've never heard of it. How when many
1: I, woodworking podcasts or maker podcasts do you listen to, though? Maybe two okay so you're not yeah it's not it's you don't you're not well you're not deep into that genre of podcast
0: no i i predominantly like to like to consume content outside of what i produce Mm -hmm. it's -hmm. more interesting to me yeah
1: Um, totally
0: but yeah i got invited to this other podcast and i told him i'd do it because you know i have you know, people have joined my podcast. I can join theirs and I'll just yeah. be curious to see how they how they handle theirs. See if they have a uh, platform that actually works or how they what's the
1: uh, what's the podcast?
0: I don't know. I can. Okay. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> OK, wrong question. Sorry. I'm sorry. Ho- hopefully
1: you... they don't listen to
0: our podcast. Uh, I don't think so. Um, it's called Makers Figuring It Out and I am not endorsing it because I have not listened to it nor been on it yet (laughs) sounds
1: like they might say some pretty radical stuff that you wouldn't want to associate yourself with
0: i don't know but they sent me like a whole list of like questions
1: and i thought to myself
0: thinking "Eh, i should probably write down some answers to this ahead of time but then i also got to myself thinking that's not how i podcast (laughs) i'm gonna be winging it baby
1: no, nah, you're you're a seasoned professional podcaster. You can improvise with the best of them. You don't need to prepare.
0: Or I'll be the politician answer. They'd be like, "So, what's your favorite thing about woodworking?" And I'd be like, "Well, the other day I was at the grocery store and just like <laughs> go on the store has nothing to do with what they asked." Yeah, I'd be good at it. I'd be good. I
1: like it. I like it. Well, well you know what? It's gonna get me to listen to that podcast. So you think so? Maybe
0: we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, don't. <laughs> Don't lie to me, Zach. Don't lie to me. Don't it's one
1: of those me. things. It's like I—I I feel like now I would, but three months from now, when the episode actually comes out, I'm sure like, I won't remember
0: at no, all. You, don't, you won't care. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, we're we're getting to the end of things here. I want to mm-hmm. tell you about what did I have the the thing that I got paid to do, but I didn't do it.
1: Yes, I'm that's very what excited I want to
0: talk to about in the after show, because I want to hear yes. your thoughts and like how I navigate this situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got I got I got some thoughts. I got some thoughts, I think.
0: OK, and we also got some questions for the after show, so we'll be busy over there. Hell yeah. All right. Well, if you guys want to join the after show, as always, head over to patreon.com slash off the cut podcast. We'll be over there. It's mm. an entire another podcast. To, I don't know. It really is.
1: Hmm. It really is. We have fun there. We that loose. Yeah.
0: You know, a little bit more, a little bit more
1: swearing from time to time. Yeah. Sometimes we get drunk when
0: we do it. Occasionally. That was one time. And <laughs> what's, let's, wait, hold on. There wasn't a we in there. That was a oh, you. Oh, we
1: were both plastic. We were both so drunk.
0: <laughs> you finished like half a bottle of whiskey.
1: <laughs> Allegedly. He's it was so drunk juice.
0: that Zach, the idea was this entire after show was going to be chopped up into making a video, like a YouTube video for him. And he goes, I can't publish this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is that is accurate. So that's exactly what happened.
0: That that one was a, what, an hour and 45 minutes long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one.
1: Yeah, it was. But, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, we had a
0: good time. Well, the main show is fun, too. But, you know, we yeah. can't give everything out to the freeloaders. So, yeah, that's right. All right, well, let's put a button in this thing and uh, head for the after show. See you, everybody. Yep, see you.